mention. Um, we encourage you all to log in during the midweek service uh, Bible studies where we digging deep into the word and have seen discussion, various discussion as as led by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And I just want to encourage us to the manual that we use the Sunday school. It'd be nice to even go ahead and look at all the topics. Come ahead, come in advance, read, study the word in advance of next week. Like next week is talking about destiny recovery. You know, we looked at destiny, the destiny destroyer today, but next week is talking about destiny recovery. So it's good for us to read in advance. And, um, and I pray that the Lord will speak to every single one of us. But just as we were worshiping, um, what came to mind is that I don't want anyone to put themselves under an immense pressure. Sometimes people are seeking God for that destiny. But one thing is that, uh, I mean, this is my opinion. I think from Bible understanding, like I look at the life of Joseph, even though God gave Joseph a dream, even though the dream, you couldn't have truly interpreted it exactly that way, that he was going to be a prime minister in Egypt or so. He never truly knew until he got to that place, but he had a dream that he held on to. He may not have unfolded. He may not have known the full understanding, just like Moses had his own. Moses' own was very clear. That was known with the deliverer of, of, of the children of Israel. Jesus Christ, even before his conception, I mean, before he came to earth, it was very clear. People knew what, when Christ came, the prophecy and so, so. So for some, as much as one see God's face, it may not be extremely clear. Maybe God might just be showing you the pattern from time to time. You know, that's my own thought anyway. And, you know, not that I know it all, but that's just my own. So as much as we're seeking God's face, sometimes for some, I believe it will be so absolute for some, God might be unfolding it as time goes on and go on. But at the end of the day, whichever way, whether you know it right now or not in totality, the, as Coyote did mention, it's for us to remain connected with Jesus Christ. He's the one that will pass and will help us to um, um, pass our way to the divine purpose he has created for you and I for you and I. There's not much time to go into the word, but I'll just quickly um, and talk about um, the dream that the Lord um, revealed to me two Sundays. This is the second Sunday, so two Sundays now. And I know you might reflect reflected on it. Um, I'm not going to try and interpret it um, because, you know, the Bible says we prophesy in parts. We know in parts and we prophesy in parts. You know, as much as I have a glimpse of a bit of understanding, I don't know the totality of it. Um, but I'll just share, I'll just share it a bit so that, we, but I know it pertains to the church. And what God showed me in the dream then was that um, um, it was like people, I mean, a good part of, let me put it, uh, uh, a good part of society or a good part of cluster of society were kind of um, under bondage, let me put it that way, in the sense of, um, think of it as a false imprisonment, let me put it that way, where people don't understand what was going on. And people were threatened that if you were trying to think of a, a camp, kind of, yeah, you know, but think of a camp in a massive manner. 
But one thing is that for as much as people were there, people didn't like where they were. I mean, there was food, there were things going on, but somehow you just knew that this wasn't the right place. But for anyone that tried to find a way, a route of escape, you know, um, they were killed, they were murdered, so there was kind of fear. But one thing I noticed was that a few of us that didn't rest because we didn't like where we were. But I remember that I've, like the church, many churches, you know, it wasn't just one church or just King's Arena. But I remember very, very clearly where I just had to and few other people had to and look for the loopholes and whatever is going to cost us. And cut the long story short, there was a gap and there was an outside, there was deliverance. And from the gap, um, somewhere that's, I just remember that God just showed me where, like, you know, it was like people, I, I could see some faces even in the church where everybody now got into a bus, you know, because it was like the dam broke open as we kept on pushing and pressing on. And as the dam broke open, when people were just taking off, so I just noticed the cluster of the church just entered a bus, but the bus wasn't full enough. I mean, was, I said it wasn't full. The bus wasn't um, enough to take out every one of us. So somehow, I remember there's one or two, there's two of us. I had to stay because the bus couldn't take everybody at that time. And there's a brother that stayed as well, that, you know, and the bus left and locked and being blessed there was a car that we just noticed um, like a Lamborghini and we were there. So we kind of behind and went out of, let me call it the dome or whatever it was. And we got into a place of, of total freedom, total, total uh, liberty. So I just believe that when I pondered on it, you know, I mean, only the whole for interpretation, but it was like, God is just simply to, in, 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 in my own summary, God is just bringing us out of whatever bondage, whatever place, whatever the enemy has held us. You know, sometimes we may be held captive, but you may, you don't know you're held captive. Well, you know, whatever, whatever is going on anyway, and God is bringing us into a better place. That's what I can say as a church, as a people, uh, you know. And I just want us to just hold on and just thank God for victory and let us thank God for that liberty, you know. So, you know, it's just that thing that's just been playing in my mind over and over. And I just thought I would share, I should share that. So I just want us to have hope. We may not understand everything in total, but uh, God is with us. Let us stay and remain connected with him. Let's stay and remain connected with him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, just try and summarize the message that the Lord laid in my heart. Um, the main title, the, um, the text, the main text is taken from the book of Psalm 104. And I will just uh, try to be extremely brief. Um, Psalm 104 and then verse 4. The word of God says in Psalm 104, verse 4, it says, Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? That is God. So he makes his angels spirit and his ministers a flame of fire. I believe God is calling us in this season that he wants us to be firebrand Christian, firebrand children of ease um, this season and beyond in the name of Jesus Christ. But looking at the scripture quickly, so that God makes his angels spirit, but he makes us the is ministers a flame of fire. And I look at it as we are all ministers of God. 
you know, ministers, we're not talking about being pastors or like, you know, looking at the church or so, but we're all ministers because minister simply means that we minister to people. We minister in the place of, in our homes. We minister to people in, 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 the, in the church. We minister to people in our place of work. We minister in our community, but it is God who makes us that flame of fire. We are just supposed to either accept it or not accept it. Amen. Praise the Lord. But one thing that we should understand about the fire, you know, you know, um, is that it purifies. And for me, when I looked at that and as I meditated on that scripture, uh, God making us the ministers of a flame of fire, I look at it as fire is something that is good and at the same time bad. It's good in in the in the in, in the right hands. It's good for good intentions, but if it is out of control, it can be very devastating, you know. And when I look at that fire, when God says it makes us a flame of fire, you know, the fire purifies. If you look at the book of Malachi, chapter 3 and verse 3, the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 3 says, God, it says he sits as a refiner and a purifier of silver. It says he will purify the sons of Levi and push them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. And I'm looking at, you know, it's good to look at this word that, yeah, God is making me a flame of fire. That means I'm going to go out, I'm going to bash, I'm going to do awesome things. I'm going to be great for the Lord. That is great things, you know. But the purifying here is that it starts with us. You know, when God says it makes his ministers a flame of fire, that fire of God, he goes in us to purify us. That means to purify us, to remove every impurity in us. And I'm just believing God as we pray that the Lord should make us a flame of fire. That, you know, the impurity in us, the bad talk, the things that is not of God in us needs to leave. You know, ought to leave. So when God is saying he's making us, the fire starts in the house. That's what the word of God says, you know, he starts. See, when judgment comes, it says he starts with the household of faith. It doesn't just go out of the world, you know. So it starts with us. So the fire starts in the inside, in the inside of us. And that's, that kind of makes me so exciting because when I look at myself, even um, in this season especially, you know, the more I reflect on the word, the more uh, you know, the 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 the, the, more, the more the word reveal the impurity in my life, the changes that God wants to want that God wants to bring about, and it's for me to yield. So that's what the fire God is talking about. That this fire needs to make us better. When the Bible talks about let your light so shine, for your light, for our light so shine, there are things that need to be dealt with, things that we need to let go. It could be pride. You know, if you look at Galatians chapter 6, sorry, Galatians chapter 5, my apologies, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21, God is telling us this fire is to remove our characters. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. He says, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, and lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions. It says jealousy, outbursts of wrath. It says selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresy. It says envy, mothers, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you before and just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not what, inherit the kingdom of God. So God is trying to build, put the character building in us. So that is what this fire of God is talking about, for to work in the inside of us, to make us a better person. 
so that he can shine through us. The purer we are, the more we can shine for Christ. And we need to be real to ourselves. You know, we need, it's so important. The Bible says we should examine. We need to, you know, this is in a season where we need to daily examine ourselves to know who we truly are in Christ. When I mean who we truly are in Christ, not just about what Jesus has called us to be, but where am I today? You know, yeah, this is what Jesus Christ says about me. This is, these are the promises of what God is saying. But truly, yes, these are the promises, but, but who am I right now? Am I, am I a thief? You know, am I one, you know, looking at um, Destiny Destroyers earlier on, you know, am I one that backbites? Am I one that procrastinates? Am I one that is lazy? You know, am I one that gives excuses? You know, am I one that is full of envy, you know, or full of jealousy, don't want the best for them, you know? Those things need to leave. That's what this fire is coming to do. So, you know, but so we ought to yield to, to the Holy Spirit to come and purify us so that the glory of God can manifest through us. And when that happens, then it's easy for him to manifest through us. You can look at, you know, there's so many Bible examples, you know, we can look at the likes of David, you know, you know, when the fire came, you know, he was, you know, he was able to stand Goliath in the book of First Samuel chapter 17, verse 26, God could use him, uh, you know, for his glory, you know, if you look at even King Saul in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 6, 1 Samuel 10, 6, you know, when Saul, uh, you know, when the fire came on Saul, the Holy Spirit came, the Bible says Saul was turned into another man. You know, that means this, the old Saul wasn't that same Saul. It was a new Saul that people could say, wow, we didn't know that Saul, the son of Kish, was he among the prophets as well. You know, so when the fire comes, it transforms us, but the transformation is from the inside. I don't want us to focus on the, the, the big things like, you know, like, you know, going out to, uh, to do some wonderful thing. They are great, but we need that transformation first in the inside. It, it has to start with us. It has to do its own work in our soul, in our spirit, because when that transformation is real, people see it. That's why we don't go out just preaching and Bible bashing people that, yes, repent for the kingdom of heaven. And where people are looking at you because you are the word of God that the people read. You are the Bible, as I said, people see, you know. So we must, that's why the Bible says we are, we are his ambassador. Ambassadors means that, you know, when they see us, they see Jesus in our characters, in our, in our speech, in our attitude, in the way we carry ourselves, in our deliveries, you know, in the way we respect the next person, the way we come out to help the next person. They must see the way we conduct our businesses, you know, Christ wants to show forth. You know, we can talk so much. You can look at the likes of Paul himself. You can look at the likes of Jeremiah, you know, who God used to do great things. That at one point, the guy said, you know, the word of God was to him, was like fire in his bones, you know, that he could not hold back that word. Even the like of Apostle Paul talked about when the fire of God came, transformed him. He himself talked about, woe is me if I don't preach this gospel. He could not stop. Because the fire of God was burning. And when the fire of God has done the transformation, then you begin to see the evidence, like in Paul, in First Corinthians chapter 9, 16, First Corinthians 9, 16, he says, who is me? You know, if I don't preach because, the, you know, the fire had done the transformation first. You saw that sometimes in life, you know, we, we try to judge, we try to look at what people haven't done well, you know, and the Bible says we should judge not, lest ye, we, we, lest we be judged. That with the same measure, 
may look at to judge other people. It's the same measure will be used. And yet the Bible says, let's look at the speck. Why are you looking at the log in your brother? Why are you looking at the log? In, I mean, why are you looking at the speck in your brother's eyes when we have a log in our own eyes? So this fire is to focus on us, the individual, internalizing. Because once we can do so, the reality is then, then we can truly start manifesting the glory of God. Because what good is it if you are going to do all those miracles, healing, you know, you focus on the outward things that, that, that brings glory to the flesh. And at the end of the day, Jesus Christ turns at the end of the day, say, yes, you did heal the sick. Yes, you did um, give money to the poor. Yes, you did, did, you did this, but yes, say, depart from me. Because there's certain things you have not followed. You have not internalized those things. You have not been transformed inside. Because you may have been doing all these things for, um, for as a high service. But there's a work that needs to be done in us. I think two weeks ago, there was a scripture we talked about that everybody's work will be tested by fire. But it says, yet we'll be saved. Amen. So you can imagine that, that we, all our works will be tested. But really for us to be saved, that means that person that is even saved, you know, at least... Thank God that that fire has done a good work in him, you know, in, in, in his or our life. So one thing is that, you know, what the fire does, once the fire, once the fire has purified us and, you know, destroyed laziness, destroyed whatever needs to go that is not of God in our lives, then we can begin to shine for him. We talked about Moses, look at Elisha himself, you know, Elisha, um, you know, when, you know, you know, you know, he, 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 the Bible talked about the great things. I had a double portion of the anointing of Elijah. We can look at people like the likes of Moses. You know, we talked a bit about him earlier on, who went to do great things to liberate the children of God. But if you look at Moses himself, before that fire came, even though they had a destiny, amen, you know, but when he did things in his own flesh, he did things with his own ability. But when he encountered G, when he encountered God at the burning bush, you know, encountered that fire, you know, he became a new person. Amen. He became a new person. Even when he went back to, 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 to Egypt, you know, uh, even the children of Israel could see that he was a new person. His own brother Aaron could see that he was a new person. He wasn't the same person that left because he had encountered the fire. That fire brought a new transformation inside of him. He became a man that was humble, one that was brought up in the king's home. He became one that was full of humility. The Bible talks about him that Moses was one of the meekest men in the world. I mean, at that time. So that is what the fire brings. It brings, it, it, as it purifies us, it brings, it, 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 it makes, it, it brings, it puts humility in us. It removes pride. Amen. So, because one thing I can say that if those things are not dealt with, we will become a wildfire. Because, you know, maybe that's why certain things have not taken place because God doesn't want us to abuse those things in him. Because we all naturally, I believe, carry naturally that gifting that fire somehow is inside of us but it's us are waiting for it to come to our life but we need to let it do its purification in us so that when we start functioning when we start doing things we are doing things as led by the spirit not led by our flesh you know not led by our flesh and a few things i'd like to say but i know time is is far gone you know, but one thing I would just like to encourage us is not to dampen the fire. Something like sins, we know the sins in our life, you know. And one thing that can help us to build the fire really is the Word of God. We, I cannot overemphasize that because the Word of God, the more we study, the more we meditate, you know, the Word, we, 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 when we're wrong, it chastises us. You know, when you 
when you do things, the Holy Spirit, you grieve the Holy Spirit, you feel the prompting, you feel the discomfort, you know, like this season we are in, there's things that God is telling me, Siri, go do this, Siri, go do that, you know, and, you know, I just realized that, okay, God is telling me, go, Siri, go for a prayer walk, or Siri, go, I want you to do this amount of studies, um, Siri, go, I want you to reach out to this person, and sometimes you just feel you're so occupied, and because as I'm doing this thing, I feel the discomfort that as if I'm disobeying God, you know, and I don't have that peace until I do those things because I know, and when I finish doing those things, you know, I see the joy that comes, you know, because I know that the fire, because sometimes we can get so engrossed and it's all about me, you know, it's all about self, you know, but the fire is doing a wonderful work in our lives. So I just like us to just, uh, I'll just end up here because of time, you know, let's just take ourselves to God and just ask God for, to, for a purification of his fire that Lord, you said you make your ministers a flame of fire. And at this fire, I want you. I want this fire. I need your fire. I want more of your fire upon to in, inside of me to deal with me from the inside, to make me a better person, a transform, a transformed person from the inside, uh, to destroy things in my life that could dampen your glory and uh, that could dampen the light of Jesus shining through me. Lord, baptize me afresh with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Because when you baptize the like of Peter, when the Acts of Apostles in chapter 2, oh Lord, uh, we saw that people that were once timid, uh, when the fire came, timidness left them. Uh, they became pure. Uh, they became sincere indeed. They became fire brown for you. That people saw them and knew that these were, these were different people. It was not something that they could use to deceive men. But men could see that in truth indeed that they had been with Jesus Christ. Father, this is the encounter we are asking you for. A fresh new encounter of the Holy Ghost fire in our lives. Uh, but starting within us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Uh, this is our cry for you in this season. And grant us, Lord, the grace, the grace to, to yearn, to hunger, to thirst for more of you, almighty and everlasting God. The grace to do that which is needful Almighty God, because your word says, oh God, indeed, uh, that, that, that faith without works is dead. Uh, that yes, we have our own part to play. Father Lord, that part that we need to play. Father, please just grant us that grace. Grant us that grace. Grant us that grace. Father, we just bless you. Father, we just praise you. Father, we just adore you. Glory be to your name in the highest. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed god bless us my